Welcome to another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the geek girl's perspective. And I am the head huntress. And yeah, what? A Thursday? I know. I'm not sticking to my usual bi-monthly Tuesdays. I've been pretty consistent, but this year I've been kind of all over the map and bringing my new people along for the ride. Oh my God, what are you doing? Tuesdays, Thursdays, I can't handle this shit. Uh, but here we are. We're on a Thursday doing live with the sexy witches. And that is because I couldn't do it in, on Tuesday because I was not in the country on Tuesday. On Tuesday, I was enjoying myself my very last full day of uh, being in Barcelona, Catalonia, Girona, and I also went to Valencia. We'll talk about all of that in the second hour. And then at the top of the second hour. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to introduce my sexy witches because boy, do we have a lot of ground to cover tonight, ladies and gentlemen, witches, uh, including a recap of Horror Hound Cincinnati from Repo Nerds Man himself, Steve Wandling. But let me first introduce my sexy witches. I want all the world to see. All right, now in Los Angeles, moving around but sticking around, my newest sexy witch, the, the, oh my god, I forgot your new name. What is your name, my dear? The new moniker I gave you. Uh, Nevermore, something with Nevermore, right? Oh, the Enchantress, (laughs) thank you. I just, see, I, I told you I'm tired. The, inter, the, the Enchantress of Nevermore herself, right. Raven Jasper Hawk. Welcome again to the Sexy Witches. How are you doing in L.A. land? Hola. Welcome back. Doing well. Thank you. I'm, Thank I'm you. packing boxes as normal. <laughs> so, you know, I can't, I'm not at home unless I move three times a year. So oh, that's what yeah, I'm up oh. to. You always, I'm like, I'm not sure where you are, and it throws me off sometimes. But I knew this is a in-house move. You're not moving that far from your right. current location, so we, right. you're I'm still, still down there. Right, I'm still in Los Angeles County. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, you're getting a little bit closer to my cuz. Um, All part awesome. of my plan. We'll about, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. But let me come back to you in a few minutes because we have a lot to talk about. Not a lot of time to do it tonight. Also. New to the sexy witches, but also new to Repo Nerds, my new co-host. He's all the way in Charleston, West Virginia, on our side of the world, doing things in Charleston, West Virginia, that only Charleston, West Virginia people can do. But he will tonight talk about Whorehound Cincinnati, where he got to do his first press pass. And I can't wait to talk about it. Please welcome to the show... Steve Wandling, how you doing, sir? You're on with the Sexy Witches. Oh, I'm happy to be here as always. How's everyone? Well, well, well. I'm I'm delirious because I really, you know, I'm, 12, I'm <laughs> now than, at yeah. like it's like Other four in the morning now. Yeah, it's funny because I wasn't feeling it at all today until like like me like ten minutes ago. So here I am, half delirious, but I'm punch drunk. Love, I'm very happy. So get back to you, sir, in just a minute, because boy, do you have a lot to talk about tonight? And moving on, and I believe this is my original sexy witch still on the show uh, with me from the five four zero's area code. You want to know what? that sexy witch does you just got to know about plan nine from outer space remake or just look up 
sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How you doing, ma'am? You're on with the sexy witches. Hello? I know there's a first. Hello? Or is it Erin? Erin, are you there? Which Erin is on the line? There is a 5400 area code person that's not answering me. Maybe I'm on mute. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Well, shoot. Butter sticks. I don't know. <laughs> we already I having think... some fun with the sound tonight. Uh, at least it won't be as embarrassingly bad as it was the last time. I think that slowdown with FB, uh, with Facebook also slowed down Blog Talk. And we didn't even uh, have a show for 24 hours. It wasn't even posting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it came back I up. So. The player kept breaking. Yeah, it finally worked. It just took it. it I, I don't know what was on. The whole show is there, like, yeah. is you know. But this is Blog Talk Radio. Get what I pay for. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> you know. So, uh, but uh, they're gone. So we'll we'll go ahead and get started, um, and then they can join us as they need it. Uh, okay. Um, first of all, okay. So before oh, they're back on. Let's see. Can okay? Which can section, you hear me now? This? Yes, oh, this I Marie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Imagine I just edited about thirty seconds out of the show because my introduce my <laughs> intro was correct. Welcome to the show, Erin Marie. How you doing? Oh, very good. Sexy porn witch. Sound great. Sexy porn witch things. Yeah, I just got out of us about two hours ago, so that was Yay, good. Yay! Nice. That's awesome. Mm. We're gonna talk about it a little bit tonight. Um, okay, so let's go ahead. Let's just jump right into it um, and talk about um, our catch-ups. So let's start with Aaron Marie and Raven, who both saw the big hot shit movie Us over the we- ho- over the weekend. It gross it is now the one the, like the highest grossing live action film to date. That's not a comic book movie. <laughs> it's like great. Wow. just making a fuck ton of money. Congratulations, Jordan Peele. Two for two. Hey, uh, so guys, for go- what is this film like? And how, uh, you know, let's, who wants to throw, let's start with Raven. Because I was going to start with her on this anyways. What did you think of us? And then Aaron, you guys can go back and forth as much as you want. All right. So, keep, um, it I, keep it spoiler Keep it spoiler low, though. Because it's still too new. I don't want to spoil it yet, and I have. I know. Yeah, I'm doing everything I can to not do any spoilers. And if you're interested in seeing it, honestly, I think the best way to go in is blind, as as blind as you can, because that's kind of the point. Like the the twisting of the knife is greater when you come in blind. Um, I think if you liked Get Out, you'll love us, and if you didn't like Get Out, you will not like us. Uh, I'm still digesting, and I find that a good thing. Um, I was hooked the whole time. I don't think I broke eye contact with the screen once. It's just beautiful. The shots are are such that if you paused at any given frame, it would make a beautiful picture. He's, it's kind of Kubrickian in that way. Um, there's really a lot of thought behind the set dressings and how how just the atmosphere can bring creepiness to a scene. Um, and then beyond that, it's almost like, remember in Blue's Clues, for the older kids, you had to find three snails each episode? It's kind of like <laughs> yes. that with us 
where there's so many tiny love letters to other horror movies. And I, w- I need to watch it more because I didn't notice until about, you know, a half hour in that this was happening. Um, so if you're a super horror movie nerd, I mean, this is just cake. Even if you don't like anything else, you can count all those and have a great night. Um, I really loved it, and I'm looking forward to watching it again. Great. Erin Marie, you want to follow up with that? Uh, yeah. I also noticed that a lot of the music choices, whoever the composer was, um, same guy who did the first Hitch- movie, the Hitchcock so you know. influence. Oh. There was a yeah. lot of Hitchcockian uh, influence yeah. in there that was just yeah. beautiful. Um, and I did see the twist, but that just might yeah. be the way that my mind works. <laughs> I, no, I think that's. I, I think you're supposed to. I think it's set up like okay. that because I don't think that's the point. I don't think the twist is the point. But I don't know. It's, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> it's not a Shyamalama thing, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, it doesn't feel like that. Those sometimes feel cheap. <laughs> And then they'll do a montage of moments where you should have figured it out, you idiot audience. Um, And I feel like a little offended by him sometimes. I'm like, I figured this out two minutes in. Why are you being mean to me? (laughs) Exactly. But But I didn't feel like that with this. I I felt that way with Shutter Island. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah, like on the boat on the way in, I'm like, he's the patient. (laughs) Well, but but also, there was two other movies where recently that before Shutter Island that had that same exact plot. And one of them was was Brand Upon the Brain, Guy Madden's silent movie. And I was so mad at at Shutter Island and Martin Scorsese because they were ripping off my boy Guy Madden up in Winnipeg. But anyway. Another yeah, show. It seemed really we'll insincere. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Another show. Uh, another <laughs> show. I could go into that one. Oh my god. But we we this is not that kind of rant. This is a happy joy joy <laughs> rant. Um. But right. did you like the movie, Aaron Marie? Yes, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, it was very well done. Intense. Um. Very nice, atmospheric, creepy. The social commentary is there if you're looking for it, but if you're just looking for fun horror, you don't have to think too much about it either. So it's really good for either the deep thinker or not. (laughs) Now, Steve, um, I'm going to bring you in on this real quick because I don't know if you saw us, but I noticed that your web page. Yeah. So what did you think from, you know, the, uh, well, what did the white boy think? Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Well, um, the white boy actually just got done writing a review for uh, yeah, I know. What came on? Yeah, what? Right. what yeah, yeah, and I, your... yeah, I was so shameless plug. Um, what did I think of of us? Well, I I thought it was uh, very brilliant. It's hard. To, it's a hard film to to talk about without uh, giving anything away. Right. I think that um, it it uh, is another. Um, darkly comic look at uh um white america and america in general and uh, uh that thing that uh i couldn't can't exactly understand the black experience uh as much as i would like to so i i, I think it's great i already i noticed there's a there's a large contingency of the same type of uh you know, middle-aged white guys that uh, are already knocking, trying to knock it down a peg or two, which is, uh, you know, the least surprising thing on earth. It's only been out for 48 hours right. or so, you know, so sure. they're they're a little eh. late. 
But it's uh, I, I'm with you all. I thought it was really intriguing, and, and I was really surprised. And, and you know, I do want to say uh, before I'll pass it off, just concerning a trailer campaign. You know, sometimes you know lately we've been getting these trailers. I feel like that just show the entire film, and that that's how you do a trailer campaign with intrigue, but not really letting you know what the hell's going on. So I, I so it's, yeah. you're you're right, Elizabeth. Two, two for two for Jordan Peele. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm very agreed. happy about it. it, even if it wasn't as good as Get Out, because I would say Get Out was a pretty good, solid debut. I mean, I mean, uh, go, oh, yeah. it's, you know, it's a most, debut. you know, it's absolutely a solid debut, even 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 with flaws. It, it does have some here and there, but not really. I actually, I, I I think it actually ages well. It gets better the more I see it. And everyone is saying yeah. that us is the same way. You have to actually really watch it twice to really appreciate what you're watching and I can kind right. of and I love movies where the read is different the second time but yet both reads yes. are valid there's not many yes. films that can pull it off uh Karen Kusama's Invitation was one of those movies I thought did that really well where the read was completely different um and the usual suspect is not, says that to me yeah uh you, the usual suspects two or three watches you can watch it differently but then I actually don't think it's as smart as these films but uh but you know, it, it, you know, I like films where the script can be, you know, can be read completely differently. The next, and the performances suddenly make more sense sometimes. Like Hereditary is another one of those films where performances make more sense yes. the second time around. Uh, so yeah. heck, even Showgirls is. But oh, that's another time, another story. <laughs> I love stuff <laughs> like that. But anyway. Uh, not to compare heredity with showgirls. Uh, so those are awesome. I'm so glad us is doing well. I wanted to give a shout out to my girl Jenny Spangler Wood, who I went to high school with. She was in the theater program, one of the best actresses on our theater department, and one of the most delightful people on the planet. She got to be a dead body in us. So I, you know, she just finally got to say something about it because um, it was like a big no-no. <laughs> you know, it was shot in Santa Cruz supposedly. I haven't seen the movie, right. but I was told it was caught on the boardwalk in Santa Cruz. That there's this whole yeah. meme going around saying that people don't want to go to Santa Cruz now because us is freaking them out. And I'm like, have they seen the Lost Boys? Uh, <laughs> you know, okay. we we already know there's, the well, there's vampires there. And there's there's yeah. monsters in Santa Cruz. Heck, when you see the Lost Boys, those are not extras. Those are real people that live there. Right. <laughs> you know. So, I used to go there uh, every weekend. Yeah, and that's yeah. what it was like. It's like that now. I mean, it still is. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, so yeah. So I don't know why they're all freaking about Boardwalk now, but you know, I, I and actually, yeah. I think all the scariness is good because we want to keep Santa Cruz Beach and Boardwalk alive because there's not a lot of beach parks like that on the West Coast. So, right. Uh, it's cool. But anyway, so us is pretty happily happy. Everyone seems to be okay with that. And um, Steve, we're gonna come back to you and Raven stay on here because um, I don't know if Aaron Reed got it in or not. But uh, last night, of course, was the premiere of What We Do in the Shadows, the TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, everyone crap, I forgot so about that. <laughs> I couldn't watch it. I absolutely been wanting to watch it. What We Do in the Shadows was my number one film the year it came out. I it was yeah. no better film that I saw that year. And so um, we'll start with Steve and then Raven, follow up. How is yes. the new show? What is the pilot? Tell us without spoiling too much, but please tell me I am dying to know. You want to start with me or Raven? Yes, Steve. Wake up. 
Okay, it's great. It's perfect. I, if, if, if you if you love the feel of the movie, if you if you love it, you will love this. I, that's nothing more I can say. I don't want to tell you anything about it other than it. I was really worried about it, but I shouldn't have been because it's uh, you know it's it's I can't pronounce his name. Uh, help me out here. Thor Ragnarok. What we do in the shadows. Uh, director. Tawaka Watiti. Thank you. I just didn't want to butcher his name. I didn't want to butcher his name. I was pretty close. I got it. I think that was right. (laughs) Yeah, way closer than I would have gotten it. But it it, it feels—it's just dropping you back in that world, you know. And if you like, you 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 love that world. I, I also love that world, and I didn't realize how much I missed it until I was just really rolling laughing we but we both were uh rachel and i watched it so you know i think you'll love it okay raven i'm sure you're gonna say you loved it too because this sounds like it's exactly your wheelhouse oh dear god i want to be in this (laughs) (laughs) um first of all i will follow matt berry anywhere anything he ever does i'm i'm there i'm hooked i love him even though he's always Matt Berry, I don't give an F. <laughs> like he's he's the best. So um, and like Steve said, it's like he never left the movie. Even though there's different characters, it's the exact same feeling. But they've branched out a little bit. There were actually moments that were sincere and touching. Um, there's okay. I'm gonna say one thing that I don't think is a spoiler. But there's a, a character who's a familiar, and he's Hispanic, and he said that when he watched Interview with a Vampire, he had noticed that Antonio Banderas was the first Latino vampire <laughs> he had ever seen, and that, you know, that gave him hope. And it's a joke, but it's also really touching. <laughs> like I, I, yeah. I welled up, I must he's say. So, so there, there's, some, yeah. there's some deep stuff, yeah, but it's hilarious. Um, and if you like the movie, you're already there. You're already in. All right. I'm. I. I mean, as soon as as soon as I can be awake enough to watch it, I am watching it. I caught up with the Orville last night. Was kind of disappointed actually, uh, but I still Aww. need to watch what we do with the shadow. But um, but this was and like, like while I was while I was gone. I'm gonna be quick because we gotta go to Steve and start his his preview. I mean his his recap. But um. Captain Marvel came out, which, Steve, if you want to talk about that while you're doing your recap, you can mix it in. You're welcome to do that. Um, but, uh, you know, what else came out? Uh, Love, Death, and Robots, and everybody loved it. I see yeah. two. Um, three robots. Yeah. Three. The third episode in had me laughing so hard, I woke up the flat in Spain. Uh, <laughs> I was that <laughs> I, I could not stop laughing. It just caught me completely off guard. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, the Dragon Prince season one and two, I binge with my daughter, um, and uh, they're pretty good. But there's this elf that talks like this the whole time, <laughs> but it's still pretty good. Um, Is it Dutch? Is that a Dutch elf? <laughs> Dutch, and then she turns Scottish sometimes, too. I mean, it's really really weird. Uh, it, but it's cute. It's cute. I like it. Um, it, it. You know, it's really light considering they're trying to do this Lord of the Rings type thing, but the dialogue is completely flippant and light. Um, and the Dumbo came out, which I'm still afraid to watch. The Order is doing really well, which is a pagan sexy wedge thing. Captain Captive State came out, and Twilight Zone also came out. All this shit came out over the weekend. 
Um, and then I, I upcoming, thought Twilight Zone wasn't coming out till April 1st. Did they release it? No, they dropped some of it already. It's out. People are actually <sighs> dropping reviews of it. So um, it's, um, gotta go. <laughs> you know, got to remember that's Friday. So, uh, you know. Right. Um, okay. So I all this is coming out. Chilean Adventures of Sabrina is also coming out this weekend. Um, and yes. uh, Clive Barker posted a photo of himself on the set talking to the uh, Weird Sisters. Um, and right. so we don't know what Clive Barker's capacity was on set, but we do know they were using his artwork um, in the backgrounds of shots. Oh, nice. So look for his artwork. Uh, Joe Bob Perfect. Briggs has his live show starting um, regularly tomorrow month on, to, on Friday, oh, yeah. Yeah. 9 p.m. We'll don't be forget live that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I've I've already requested Chinese food or a pizza to myself and <laughs> and just me and He them. is the reason I'm paying the extra five bucks a extra dollar a month and not going through my Netflix queue to get uh, I mean my Amazon Prime account to get shutter because I want the live streams with Joe Bob. Just so you know. But anyway, none of my bitches talking about <laughs> it. But that's I I have a lot more to talk about. I saw Green Book. And if there's time uh, around spring, I will talk about my uh, Green Book. So remind that. I actually do have some stuff to say about Green Book. Uh, But I want to put that to the side. I can put that in my my part of the um, broadcast. When I talk about Spain at the top of the hour, too. Right now, Steve. Steve is back from Whorehouse Cincinnati. Not only was it his first press pass, it was his first media convention. Convention. Or a horror convention. That's true. I think we've. Ooh. Yeah, so he had never been one before. And Rachel, his lovely uh, chaperone, a significant other <laughs> in this case, um, you know, uh, was there to encourage and, and keep him sane during the shenanigans. And so take it away, Steve. And once again, also, I know I think Aaron Marie saw Captain Marvel, but if you wanted to, like, yes, at the I end, did. drop a quick review of Captain Marvel, you know, just to say how you, because I, I haven't okay, seen it yet. Bye. But but more importantly, okay. Cincinnati. All right. Take okay, it away. great. Cincinnati. Okay, so Cincinnati Horror Hound 2019. Oh, uh, real quick, uh, just that I have the attention. Shameless plug for you said Joe Rob. Joe, Joe Rob. Joe Rob breaks tomorrow on Shutter. Uh, come live to tweet with us at uh, 25 years later. Anyway, Horror Hound uh, weekend was um, very awesome uh, to say the least cool thing I could possibly think to say to start this off. Um, Let's see. We got there Friday night. Okay, I just drove in. So immediately when I get there, I just, um, first of all, to just just do as an aside, first going to a con on, for my first convention for anything, period, let alone uh, media access aside, it was just overwhelming is the word that I keep coming back to in my mind. So that it was just you want to do so much, and if if I um, uh, could just you know go back again, uh, there's always just you know oh, I should have could have would have should have done better. But uh, so fr- Friday night, like the things that stood out to me and the things that I everybody's got the things that they kind of I guess seem that they want to do. Um, and I was really into the panels. Like uh, I wanted to go to as many as I could. And uh, there was the Pet Cemetery panel, and they had Denise Crosby. They had, which was um, uh, Rachel Creed. They had uh, uh, guy played Victor 
Pascal, Mark Greenquist, and uh, Miko Hughes himself, little baby Gage, and also uh, Dylan from West Craven Zoo Nightmare. And that was just a really good panel about the uh, you know, lasting impact of the film. And that was my very first panel, and I didn't ask any questions at that panel. But um, then right after that, they had the craft in the same room immediately following, and that really – because Rachel True had just appeared for the first time with the with uh, Robin Tooney Perusa and and Nev Campbell at uh, Monster Palooza, and so she was Monster yeah Monster Mania that's right in Jersey. So that wasn't she wasn't there, and Perusa Bulk was there doing autograph signings, but we didn't realize she doesn't do Q and A's. Apparently, is all someone said when we asked. Because it was billed as a craft panel, but then it, what it was was the Nev Campbell Q&A where uh, she talked just as much about Scream as about the craft. And when I – that was when the first – I was so starstruck and so unexpectedly starstruck because it just – when I was a kid um, – I am just that right age to where Scream, I was 11 when that came out, and uh, I lived in a small town where they didn't care, you know, about the movie. You could go see R-rated films. It didn't matter, and uh, so we, we ate Scream up. That was our stuff, and The Craft was big for me, too. I love I, Both of those movies just uh, were really big for me, and I was a kid, and so Nev Campbell and I actually got to ask Nev Campbell uh, to speak with her and, and ask her a question and that was great. She was very gracious and very nice and uh, was just very a lot uh, it was just very starstruck with her but it, she was very warm and seemed very gracious and that was the theme that went going on like they had the they had the big Adams family panel which I didn't really think about Carl Stroiken as, you know, you don't think about a lot of these people until they're right there in front of you. And so at the Adams Family panel, you've got Carl Stroiken, I hope I'm not messing up your last name, uh, as the giant, the fireman from Twin Peaks, obviously, but also Lurch, uh, probably more known as Lurch for sure, from the from the Adams Family and Adams Family Values. And you've got Christopher Lloyd, you've got Jimmy Hensley from Pugsley, You've got Brad Anderson, that was Cousin It, and Christina Ricci. Um, and Christina Ricci had never done a panel, I, I'm sorry, a convention period from what I understood. And the Adams Family reunion was the very first one. And so that just packed the house and had a really special vibe. And Christopher Lloyd at this point is just like an old grandpa figure. Who's, and he's he and Carl obviously had a rapport between them. And uh, it was a really sweet moment where... Carl was asked if he'd ever met anyone that caused him to be starstruck, and he said Christopher Lloyd, and it was a very sweet moment. And uh, Christina Ricci said also that someone, of course, asked her if she'd be open to doing a third film, and without hesitation, she said absolutely, would, would love to come back to it. And she also talked about they there was this chicken in the egg moment of since they were children, did they think that maybe Wednesday Adams left a lasting implant uh, on uh, Christina, imprint on Christina Ritchie? And she said, you know, that's pro- you know, probably true. Uh, um, so uh, just 
seeing her kind of psychoanalyze herself in that way. And uh, I didn't expect her to be at a convention anyway. And so it was cool to see that for sure. Uh, another of the panels was that I, the, the you talked to Elizabeth before I went about allowing yourself, uh, uh, just doing things that are surprisingly the best things that you didn't intend on going. I loved Halloween 2018. And no offense to the actors involved, but the panel was uh, – and I'm sorry I'm forgetting their names, but it was the – I had their names written down. Um, they it, they played the podcasters and uh, the, the investigative journalist podcasters, if you've seen the last Halloween film. <laughs> and they had the guy that did most of the – Okay, well they they and so well there's these two characters. The film basically opens up. They're kind of the Greek chorus of the film in a way, I guess, where they are these podcasters. I think it shows it in the trailer where they're obsessed with. They go, they're the ones that kind of stir up. Yeah, they Michael go in Myers. to interview Michael. Right, right, and it doesn't end well for them. But they are on screen for a significant amount of time in a Hitchcockian fashion for like the first thirty minutes, you know. And yeah. so they were there. And Michael Myers was there, the guy that did most of the stunt work. And it was a, and I'm, t- and I just, I'd always assumed this, but I'd never listened to an old stunt guy just talk. Never listened to an old stunt person just talk about Hollywood and or, and just work and what they do. And I, I wish I could remember his name right now, but it, he did a, most of the action scenes of Michael in the last Halloween. And he was just full of stories and really funny and gracious. And you could tell he was just so, so happy to be there and that they were nice. And so that was, that was, that was the panels that I definitely attended were all of those panels. Um, uh, In terms of, uh, I got to meet uh, Tom Atkins in terms of uh, people that I wanted to, that I just had to meet. Uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch is one of my favorite top five movies probably ever, at least top ten, and Night of the Creeps. There's just Tom Atkins always is one of these that – and he's in Lethal Weapon. I love his role in Lethal Weapon. I always remember that milk carton kill scene. And it's just everything I always felt that Tom Atkins brings to or whatever it is, how ridiculous it is, he just – all right, he just brings this anchors that with this kind of like every man sensibility that's just it's like oh there's or Halloween masks exploding kids' faces. Oh shit, I guess somebody's got to deal with this, you know. And then he puts out a cigarette and then goes and does it. And it's 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 very it's just uh, it's it's something from kind of another time. And I've always really loved Tom Atkins, and uh, so I got to meet him. He was cool. And the costume ball was great, and uh, it was Unknown Henson. And uh, he actually announced that they're doing a 13th season of Squidbillies. So the costume ball was awesome, right. the Crypt Keeper 5. It was all just – it was really great, but at the same time, in terms of, like, getting to do everything that I want to do, I got a lot of stuff from some vendors. Like, I met Gary Pullen, and got, uh, who worked for Rue Morgue for a long time. He may still, but I got a uh, – and the guy – I got a good – from him and a guy that does like this uh, stuff for the Saska sisters. I got his last like Saska sisters thing, and he designed the rabbit poster that you're seeing right now, which like the lips if you've seen it. 
and yeah. uh, and I'm yeah. So that was really cool. And a lot of uh, there's a lot of cool companies that I could give shout outs to. But Troma's there, Severin, uh, Vinegar nice. Syndrome, so Atomic Cotton. So you Troma. know everybody's. Um, a lot but of those guys costume, have been on the show or our buddies, especially yeah, Chris Garofalo. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a, he's been on the show for Blobfest a couple of times and, you know, so we, we, we love him and um, Aaron Marie also knows him. Uh, so we know quite yeah, a few of the vendors that were all there. Good uh, I knew a bunch of people. I don't know if you noticed how many people I tagged with that I knew was going. Mm. I knew that you I mean, knew some people that were definitely going. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like, I don't, I didn't pry like into people's lives or anything. But, no, you know, but I just wanted I, to make I sure that you tag- knew. Uh, well, no, you got no, no, no. See, that's not right. You're, you're pressed now, and I hooked you up with those people because you're supposed to meet them. <laughs> you want to meet them. You got to meet people. Be your friends. Meet your friends. Meet your colleagues because they are the best people in the world to talk to about movies. So that's what we that's do, fair. right? Right. Damn straight. So, it sounds like you had a great time, and you bought some stuff. Tell me about the cosplay, which was very good this year. The cosplay was uh, on just a level that, I, you know, I don't usually see. Like, it could have been the worst it's ever been, and it would have been really good to me. Um, the people that <laughs> won the costume ball this year, uh, it's just so hard to explain uh, were there was so much cosplay, but uh, at the costume ball, obviously a lot of it comes out, and the people that won were dressed up. They had these gigantic heads that they had made with light up eyes as Otis Driftwood and Captain Spaulding from the Rob Zombie films. And okay, um, I saw those. The I, I posted, posted your photo. That? Yeah, no, I, if you go to our um, slideshow. For this episode, I posted oh, that photo. Cool. Yeah, no, I oh, did a great. really amazing. There's a huge photo spread of of you on your visit there and my visit to Spain and a bunch of WonderCon stuff for Aaron Kogan, who's going to preview WonderCon at the back half of the show. So, uh, yeah, oh. a great kick-ass slideshow this year. I mean, this episode. So Very yeah, cool. They were cool. I love when people do things like that. There was a guy that did a caricature like that of Bruce Campbell. who was kind of similar. And boy, did it look good. Oh, cool. I mean, it, it just, you know, it's how he should be drawn, you know? <laughs> yeah, so right. uh, I, I really enjoyed I'm glad that I didn't know they were the winners. But, yeah, I did see that photo. So, uh, And I noticed your, you, your madman, the guy that looked like straight out of uh, – Brian Cranston's oh my madness, gosh. you know, and he was just leaning out. He was so good that I stood next to him for five minutes or something. I kept waiting on on someone, and I suddenly realized, oh, he is uh, Heisenberg. I did. I, he was so good. He was just blending right in, and I suppose that's exactly why Heisenberg got away with it for so long. <laughs> It it it, it, it I, I Whorehound is usually pretty good cosplay, but those photos you were bringing back from uh, there was I, I really think people are a gaming this year for some reason. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, Indianapolis always gets the glory, but Cincinnati did really well this year. Um, so, did you get to see or meet Cassandra Peterson? I oh gosh, I'm so sorry. That's the other panel that I went to. 
I w- was going to stay on the last day. I was going to stick around for uh, Cassandra Peterson and the X-Files, but they moved the X-Files way back, way back uh, into the day like uh, by two hours. So I was hitting the road, but Cassandra Peterson, I, you know, I wrote about this. I just did a horror hound recap for, uh, uh, the side I write for too, and I remember thinking that Cassandra Peterson may have been the most personally important one because I have never given her a chance in my life. I love Vampira, and I've always been under the assumption, and I know about the lawsuit that Elvira kind of ripped her off, is how I always felt like. But after coming out of that panel, I don't know any of that, and relationships could be – what I do know is that relationships can be messy, and so can uh, – especially when it gets into – we're talking professional relationships, and that's none of my business. And I – it wasn't fair of me to treat person that way and just close a door on her, and she was wonderful, and her panel was great, and she – had so many stories, and she seemed like a really relatable uh, human being. And she gave uh, Vampira um, props at the panel and um, um, on her own accord. Uh, and um, uh, not that she had to or anything like that, but uh, she just seemed very great, and it made me want to uh, um, go back and watch the Mistress of the Dark movie. For one, seems to be the easiest way to, or just go to YouTube and go find old segments of her show. But I feel really bad after that, and but I am glad that I went to that because uh, that, like, like I said, I just uh, there I, I was prejudiced against uh, Elvis Miss Peterson. You did. You didn't tell me that when I told you to go to her panel. Because, you know, she's like my – I've spent more money on Cassandra Peterson than any other single uh, person at a con. Erin Marie can totally attest. Every time she's at a show, I'm dropping money, and I'm talking to Cassandra Peterson and getting her to sign shit. Because I just love her, and I want to support her in any way possible. Erin Kogan got to go see her live show at Knott's Berry Farm every year for a while, which is like, oh, my God. Uh, so I love her to death. I had no idea you, you, you had this issue with her. Uh, if you want to get past that, I'll recommend her episode of Castle Freak is excellent. Um, the, um, okay. And her dance macabre show, um, that's on Shout Factory. Yeah. Um, highly, highly recommend. That is one of her better shows, um, you know, if you want to watch her as a host. Um, I love if that. You, I Go ahead. If you, look, if you look through um, – Amazon Prime's horror section. Uh, some of the like, if you get to the the later part of the menu, there's uh, several movies that are Elvira um, hosted that are available. Oh, very to watch. cool. Yeah. Um, so Amazon I, Prime, Shout Factory saying... Television. Um, what else? Yeah. The, there's also yeah. Those are the ones you can get all her. Between those two, you'll be able to get everything. I think didn't Hulu have some shows like they, they used did to have the six, 13 nights of Halloween thing. I don't know if yeah, they're still there. I don't know if they are either, but she hosted some shows for Hulu a couple of years back. Um, yeah. so the, so she's still got quite a presence. Um, you know, yes, uh, so you know, so deep. You know, have you ever seen Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? Before? No. Huh? Uh, really? Not. Purposely not. Oh my god. I've purposely never seen oh my god. anything. 
Shame. Other than a Bud Light commercial. Shame. 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 Your shame bell. You You're not. I can't. Yeah, I can't. No, 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 no. Definitely from that. <laughs> okay, so we have. Okay, so our next repo nerds is actually next week, and we're doing it on May second. We're gonna do uh, Stephen King, and it's actually my card's been pulled because I'm watching Pet Cemetery for the first time, and I'm also invited Aaron Cogan, who had also never seen Pet Cemetery, to be on that show with me, and I also watched never. Children of the Corn for the first time and I'll talk about watching that for oh, the first yeah. time um, so I'm watching so that's the next episode of Repo Nerds which also is a madness theme hint everybody <clears throat> madness theme hint ooh, um, ooh, I know okay uh, so but you're not off the hook sir because in the near future I am going to schedule an Elvira Mistress of the Dark episode and you have to at least watch <laughs> Mistress of the Dark and I would say uh, least two of her hosted films like i said actually i'll I tell will. you what I you will. have to watch mistress of the dark and you have to watch the castle freak episode if you watch those two i'll be completely happy but you have to watch both. i will i promise uh-huh. i will uh-huh I will. i'm on and i would, rec- I I would recommend down. i would recommend watching castle freak first and then watching the movie because it'll make more sense like and and remember okay. something about elvira which you have to put in your ring. She's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Did she say why on her panel? No, she did not. She was the youngest person to ever perform on a Broadway show, uh, Broadway, uh, not a Broadway, on Vegas uh, chorus line. She was 16 years old. She didn't mention that. And she no, headlined. That's very, very yeah. cool. She was the youngest headliner ever. Um, so uh, she it, that's one of the reasons why she's still so beautiful to this day. She just got the most dancer's physique under that black. Um, and uh, she, you know, actually, some of us want to see her wear her Elvira costume with, and not put the hair on. We'd like to see it with the red hair. I bet you she just, oh, my God, she looks so amazing like that. Uh, I would she know. She did, yeah. She looked very good like that. I, I really yeah, liked I was, uh, seeing her like that. Yeah, you know, she's in her 60s, and she, like, makes us all, like, worship at her feet. At least me. I worship at her feet. Uh, you know, but anyway, we, that's coming, Amazing. okay? All right, all right. Yes, I'm going to stop I'm, now I'm, I'm re- before I'll, I'll be I come through be the radio waves to Charleston and say, what the fuck are you doing in Charleston? Because you're not watching the right movies. Somebody needs to school those people it. there. Okay, okay. I know. Deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Anything tell. else about... We still got a few minutes. Anything else you want to talk about uh, at uh, your visit? Oh uh, yeah, let me see. <laughs> and Eric Hogan's laughing at us. You can't unring the shame bell, and he's right. You cannot unring I the shame that. bell. I saw that. Yeah, I laughed. <laughs> and I totally. That's, um, and I, I also want to say the shame bell is going to connect to my Spain story. There's a connection, and I'm so excited <laughs> to tell you. But later. Oh my gosh, let's see. Um. You know, I you know I don't have anything. Else. Oh, you know what? I no, I don't. I don't have anything else to tell you. I uh, don't. Well, what else am I gonna tell you? I don't know what else what I can tell you. What was your haul? I really don't. Did you get a haul? You must have a haul. Everyone gets a haul. What's your haul? Tell me what you I got. Mean, I don't know it. what that means. Oh, haul. H A U L. Look on YouTube. 
a haul oh, thing. Oh, I got all kinds of stuff. Oh, I've got yes, a whole. I made a haul. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm, you need. We you, you gotta give I your haul. Swag. Haul I call it swag. Swag is also acceptable. Swag. <laughs> Swag or haul. Okay. A haul is includes all, usually a haul. The difference between swag and haul is usually haul has paid stuff as well as swag. Swag it can be both. That's what swag I is usually yeah, your free shit. Free, right? Swag, yeah, swag yeah, is the free shit. I knew I fucked that up. Yeah. No, That's no, no. Right. I knew I fucked that up. Yeah. You're not fucking Sorry. anything up. Uh, <laughs> but I got haul, but I did. No, I got I I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff, but I mean I don't know. And Aaron's like, like teaming swag. Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm also not, I'm punch drunk right now, as you know, so if I'm not being clear, I apologize, so go for it. Tell me oh, about your wares. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> my wares. Um, I, well, I, my, the coolest thing I think I got was, uh, of my wares was the Halloween poster from Gary Pullen that he got. I, longtime Rue Morgue fan. Uh, uh, subscriber and I love their artwork and he's responsible for a lot of it and so I was a little bit fan struck by him but I played it cool and I got the thing <laughs> and I, I paid way too much money for it sorry uh, and so I, yeah I got that I got the Sasuke sisters thing which was very cool from the guy I mentioned that stuff I can't remember I see I have so much stuff and now it's like I'm just thinking about oh I got Necro I got the Oh, I'm so excited! I should hold on. I have to lower my I have to lower my excitement about the fact that I bought both necromantic films. Yeah, I bought those on DVD because I didn't have them, and I bought uh, which two is two is even better for you kids yeah. out there. But I still haven't um, seen two. Of, I haven't seen two yet. I've uh, only seen oh, one. Oh, it's even better. Is it? Better? Yeah, I've only seen one. Two is so much um classier. Let's just we'll say that. Um, <laughs> That's a word. It's fun for <laughs> fun for the whole family. But uh um No two is really better actually. It's like house two, you know? I mean, never mind. But it's <laughs> there's I got Cemetery Man, which is out of print, which I often complain about, but I found it. So I'm very happy Yay, about that. I love that movie. Just, just your typical, just your typical convention wears. Uh, something called Mr. Boogity that Rachel was really excited about. <gasps> but I Mr. Boogity! Mr. Boogity! Oh! <laughs> I'm coming to your house for Rachel, viewing. It's that and Bride of Boogity on one disc, and so oh, yeah, I'd so never cute. heard of it. No, you that's that's really Mr. Boogity. That's a steal. Boogity you got Bride of Boogity. It's so cute. Yeah, we got it, both it, of them. On, yeah. It's kind of like Turn of the Screw if there's no sex in it, and it's a male ghost. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay, so everything from Mr. <laughs> Boogity to Necromantic, that's a scale. That's, is that a scale? Because I think it looks like a Disney feature, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think. It, well, uh, it, is. Well, it, it is. It is. It's a kid's it, it it it's, it's yeah. kid movie, but it's fun. It's Mi- a very fun movie. That's what Mr. I thought, Boogity. Yeah. Mr. Boogity was one of those TV movies that came on when Walt Disney had their Sunday night, like, family night uh, movies that they did on ABC. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, I do remember that. And surprisingly had an I remember it scaring my little films. brother. Yeah, it's, it, it, it works. It's, it's in that, it's got that Monster Squad vibe to it, you know. Oh, you know, see, con- that's one of my favorite, yeah. But it's not as good as Monster now. Squad, I don't think. But it's it's definitely fun because it's a TV movie. It's shot like a TV film. It's not a movie, you know. But there, but I would be very, 
I would be very um, interested to rewatch it and see if it holds up like it, you know, me too, to my memory I, of it. I really, <laughs> really have positive memories of watching Mr. Boogity and really being pleased how scary it was, uh, you know, because it is. It was fun. You know, I, it's a scary, fun movie. And, you know, it, Disney used to not hold back on that department. They could strike both chords mm-hmm. at the same time. Watcher in the woods. Oh my God! They, okay, are they, they're they're saying they're gonna have their entire catalog on streaming. Is that movie? Included? I know. I heard it's that. Is the glass included? Is the other version of Black Cauldron gonna be included? I mean, there's should a lot be. of questions about this, and I'm not talking about Song of the yeah. South because I bet you Song of the South will be included in the foreign markets and not here. That's what I think. That's Probably. my conclusion. Because in the foreign yeah, markets, it's available. So, uh, you know, but I'm talking about, like, some of their edgier titles, like, you know, uh, the uncut version of Secret of Nim. There's a more violent version of Secret of Nim. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's pretty violent as it is. me. <laughs> I love that movie. But, yeah, you know, I actually had no problems with any of it until the brick starts sinking. That was it. That's what gets me every time. I still go, fuck. And I hate how it ends because it's such a dig-fest machina machina thing where, you know, God saves everybody. But at the same time, I was so relieved because I used to cry my eyes out when 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 it sinks to the bottom. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the worst ever. After all this, what the fuck? You know, that, that that is harsh. But, you know, Tim Burton, he had his little touch. Now he's doing Dumbo. None of us have seen it, right? I, I just have to ask. No, no not yet. That. But it looks beautiful. I'm more interested yeah. in Dumbo than I am Aladdin. Uh, I'm me not too. interested in oh, Aladdin at all. Um, and yeah, and I saw Aladdin at theater Ex- four times, exactly. and I'm not interested in the, the in this one. Um, yeah. I, I Dumbo, love my, my husband wants to see it more than I do. I really it. I don't mind seeing it, uh, but really, it's not at the top of my list right now. Us would be. I I really want to go see Us, and I didn't get Pain and Glory in in Spain, and I really and even it was playing everywhere, Pain and Glory. But they were like, "Why are you so excited about a Pedro Almodovar film?" And I'm like, "It's a Pedro Almodovar (laughs) film." They're like, "It's a Pedro Almodovar film." I mean, it's like they take it in stride because he's he's their Spielberg, right? (laughs) Yeah. But 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 I'm like freaking out because you know. It's Tim, you know, it's, and, and, um, but I didn't get to go see one. But I went to a movie theater where it was playing with us, and us was called Nosotros in Spain. So I thought that was cute. Yeah, Nosotros. What's it called? Yeah, Nosotros, nosotros. which means we. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nosotros. So that's what they called it in Spain, and it was doing really well in Spain. I was really curious how such an American film would play to a Spanish audience. You know, I wouldn't mind yeah. going to see it with a crowd like that. Uh, didn't have time to see movies. I was way too busy. Uh, so, but before we let you go, Steve, I wanted to also lead yeah. off, and I and I think Aaron Murray can follow up too, uh, is that you were the, one of the only people in the group that have seen Captain Marvel. Uh, so oh, why don't sorry. you give us a quick drop on Captain Marvel? Well, it's a direct attack on men, and I hated every second of it. No, I'm just kidding. It's a direct attack on men, and I loved every second of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's actually really um, – okay, These get, this um, man and woman duo, I don't, I, I don't know if they're together or not, the directors, whose names escape me, but uh, oddly enough, they've made some independent films that I loved, including Hap Nelson. Uh, I just wanted to give that film a shout out. That being said, oh, Captain Marvel, yeah. 
felt to me. Yeah, a great movie, Ryan Gosling, good stuff. Yeah. Check it out. And Anthony Mackie. Um, they uh, they really took it on a more. Uh, James Gunn took it cosmic, and they kind of I think went with that and. Uh, Maybe even not expanded on it, but cosmic in a different way. She's a, a different kind of character. I felt I felt like it was uh, the. I was a little worried sometimes. You know, the nostalgia factor can be obnoxious. I was really worried about that going in with the Nine Inch Nails T-shirt and stuff. Um, but it was really smart. Um, it was fun. A lot of the set pieces reminded me of things like of films like Speed that I grew up with. And, uh, and I think that was intentional. There's a, st- I don't want to spoil the Stanley cameo, but it's my pick for greatest Stanley cameo of all time. O- other than, well, if I say what my actual greatest is, it ruins the joke. Um, but it's the greatest MCU Stanley cameo of all, t- uh, you know, to date. Um, so the, uh, let's see. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn's really great in it. Um, they do unexpected things, um, so I would I would highly recommend it. Jude Law's there. Um, it, it it does have some of the same problems, in my opinion, with form with the uh, with the MCU formula, like the third act in all those movies. My eyes kind of glaze over, and it all just turns into a big CGI show to me. But uh, for the most part, I thought it was fun and um, really cool, and uh, could hopefully tie people over till in game before their heads explode. <laughs> Getting close. Well, it it was doing it, it went over six hundred billion dollars easily. Yeah. Um, it's killing. Uh and and it's making it's still going up. Now it got knocked off by us and us is actually it's amazing. Us was the one that knocked the Captain Marvel off. It was supposed to hold its spot for us. Another week and it didn't. Uh, us came in wow. trailblazing. That's really impressive. Which they, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, it, it, it's great timing, great buzz, and you know, and Jordan Peele, and then the Twilight Zone is coming out. You know, oh, and uh, Aaron, who should be calling in instead of just editing, auditing our show. I know. Aaron. I just saw that. Um, <laughs> it's it's nine hundred. It's up to nine hundred million now, which I'm yeah. That's and count good. So it's He's counting by so the it's gonna, it's gonna be in the one billion. Um, going to be in the one billion uh family with titanic and you know sure. the star wars Aquaman. movies really soon and yeah. Aquaman. so yeah. and congratulations <laughs> to all those films and geek properties doing well we're always really happy about that if aaron called in right now he could do a quick uh, recap of something he wanted to do before i talk about spain or he can just hold it off for his part whatever he wants to do <laughs> anyway uh so thank <clears> you steve <throat> for and um you're gonna go. Thank you for well. having me, as always. What are you going to do for your next horror convention? What do you? Has it given you oh now that you've tasted blood? Do you want more? Yes, I want more. Um, I want to spend more time at the film uh, festival portion that's there. Um, uh, that it, the next next ones I go to, or I want to go to more just exclusive you know, horror film festivals, but I wish I would have seen more films. I had originally intended to. So uh, that's in the future. If I could do one thing differently, it would be watch more movies. 
So, oh, that's uh, never yeah, a bad thing. I mean, there's always t- wanting to watch more movies, but I'm glad you're going to go. And I hope you get to go to more, and I hope I get to send you to more. And once again, I want to thank yeah, Jason Hanneman thank you so much. For, for giving the press passes to us, even though you already were intending on going. It was a pleasant surprise that they said for you if you need on those. It was like, so hey, nice. It was, so nice. It was very nice of them. So thank you. And, uh, you know, Indianapolis yeah. is sounding like it's going to be just as good as it always is. And, uh, Maybe at some point we'll cover the Indianapolis show, too. So um, yeah. we're going to take a quick break. And before we take a quick break, Aaron Kogan, welcome. You're on with the Sexy Witches. How are you doing, sir? Yo, good evening, everyone. I'm doing well. How is everyone else tonight? Ah, everyone well, we're, we're either, either punch drunk or happy or both right now. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it's Y'all been, sound like it, you've been drinking. It's been such a good show so far. Who says we haven't do. been? Well, no, speak for yourself, people. <laughs> you should see the, all drinking. the things that are surrounding my computer right now. And it's, uh, you know, it's not necessarily alcohol. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Aaron Kogan, you are yes. going to do a WonderCon preview at the end of the show after I do my Spain talk, correct, right? Yes, yes. And I but also before, saw Captain Marvel. And you, well, so what is your viewpoint on Captain Marvel? I, I would agree with everything I heard. I would add that this one seemed pitched a little younger, which I'm totally cool with because uh, you just made the MCU really, really accessible to a, a bunch of little girls, and I'm so down with that. That makes me so happy. Um, oh, if I had I got one... It. Yay. I'm go sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if I had one niggling little complaint, I guess it would be, uh, not to spoil too much, the the scrolls, man. In the comic books, they are badass motherfuckers. And one of my all-time favorite two-page, you open the book and it's just a battle going on uh, between scroll and Kree. And we don't really get that this time around. And the way they set things up, I'm not sure we're gonna. And the scroll were so good as bad guys, and that's a little disappointing. Well, I'll take my but, nine-year-old yeah, daughter to see that. it with Dumbo this weekend. It's playing at the Benji's Drive-In, those two together. Right so on. I am going to go see both right. movies this weekend. Uh, but Steve dropped. I was going to say goodbye to Steve before he left, but uh, oh. he left. I, I don't know if that was on purpose or not. But Steve, we um, you. Another Better watch thing. those Elvira movies, and we'll see you on the second. All right. If you want to call back and say goodbye, it's fine. But make sure you listen to us next week. Which also, by the way, Aaron Cogan, you will be on that show as well because you will be recapping WonderCon. Right. 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 Excellent. All right, Aaron Marie, what do you got to say? Uh, I was just going to say that one of the things I really liked about um, Captain Marvel was that you got to see characters that. We hadn't seen since uh, some of the earlier movies because, you know, it's the 90s here. So, like Ronan. So, you get to see, yeah. you know, Ronan and uh, the guy, that, the bounty hunter that was after Star-Lord. Um, he was one of the the Kree yeah. um, warriors. Um, so, you get to see uh, some of the characters come Dragon back. I really love... I'm blanking in his name, yeah. Yeah, and I'm... I really loved seeing um, 
how Nick Fury began, you know, how he lost the eye and he had a lot more personality. He was funny. And this is his first encounter with alien life when he realizes that, uh, you know, shit's got to change and he starts writing the Avengers initiative. So that's, you know, it's the beginning of it all. And I read about Captain Marvel. Well, good. I'm glad that it's working out. Like I said, I will go see it um, at the drive-in this weekend. Um, Now, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I was going to talk about Spain. But before we talk about Spain, you wanted to do a quick recap of what, Aaron Kogan? Oh, well, I thought you wanted me to do that next show, but um, I can totally talk about it now if you like. Actually, let's let's wait and have you do that at the top of your uh, WonderCon preview, and I'll go right into Spain, and then we'll do you all together at one fell swoop. Okay, groovy. Okay, cool. So let me take a quick break so I can get some more coffee, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Here we go.
So um, I was going to say goodbye to Steve and goodbye to Erin Marie, but they decided to go away without me saying goodbye. So I, I like feel like, and so I'm glad Raven, because you were talking about leaving. Are, are you? You're still here with me. Thank you. Are you going to stay for the I got a fifth win. Oh, see, so yeah, I'm, I'm about in the. I'm like um, a little punch drunky now myself, which might be why we all sound drunk. Uh, <laughs> I got a third win, so let's go for it. All right, awesome. Thank you, because uh, it would have just been down to myself and Aaron. Believe me, Aaron and I, we can do a back and forth just fine. But it's nice to have the third sexy witch in there to make it all uh, sure. you know, work together. So once again, thank you. It's the Sexy Witches second hour. And, oh, my God, we are not talking movies this hour. Uh, we are talking Spain, because, you know, uh, I, uh, sexy witches need to travel and see what the world is like. And, you know, the movies are a window, but to go there yourself and actually see the places themselves. And believe me, I incorporated a lot of nerd and geekdom into my itinerary. Uh, yeah, so we got a lot to talk about. So thank you, Aaron Kogan and Raven, for letting me talk to you, because it'd be talking to myself. And I believe me, I could do that, but it's much more fun that at least pretend people are listening. <laughs> so, sure. all right. So first of all, don't worry about the flights. Both flights were relatively uneventful. I had we had no issues, and I will say public, with one exception, one big exception, uh, we'll talk about hmm. uh, the public transportation in Spain is good. Um, the train's good. Hmm. Um, everything's on time for the most part. Even when they're late, they tell you at least they tell you it's late, and they don't make you leave you hanging. Uh, the the airport was organized you know, as well as Spanish or airports would be, uh, it was fine. It was actually better than what I was dealing with in JFK. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, if, That's if, not if hard. It was, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, but, um, all that was fine. Okay. Uh, so we get to, uh, we get to, uh, Barcelona and, you know, because we had that extra miss extra day because of the mishap, we decided because bias was in Valencia was in progress, which is their big spring festival, we decided to say, all right, we're going to try and go see it. And we did. So we took train three hours down from Barcelona to Valencia um, and arrived uh, that afternoon of uh, the Sunday before the big burn, which happens on Monday, um, which is the crema. Uh, and and uh, so what Fallis means is failure. It's called the Failure Festival. It's been going around <laughs> It's been for a hundred years. Okay, this was the hundredth wow. anniversary of this festival. Um, mm. Now, saying that, that's actually not completely true. There's roots in this festival that go back literally hundreds of years, maybe even thousands. Wow. Um, it, 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 it has pagans' roots. Now, if you'll excuse me just a moment, my whistle is blowing. Aaron Kogan. Yes. What's your favorite Spanish? Di- um, talk about seafood paella for a second. Oh my God! You you picked one of my absolute freaking favorites, uh, paella, especially when they do uh, all the seafood in it. It's just an amazing dish. It's uh, traditionally a one pan dish, as I understand it, with rice yeah, and right. all kinds of yumminess on on top of it. Uh, fish, shrimp, uh, squid, octopus, scallops, what have you, and uh, you want to pair it with something nice and light and Bright and and Spanish wines, while famous for the reds, have some amazing, wonderful whites. I'm a big fan of Aparino myself, but yeah, uh, Spanish food, yum. Thank you. Yes, please. 
delicious. I love right? paella. And then let's <laughs> talk eat it for every for meal. Can we talk about how great tapas is? All I'm the great with you. Hello. Things you can get in small plates. I mean, it's yeah. it's like uh, Spanish dim sum, right? I mean, you get a, a yeah. taste of everything. Oh, totally. I am back now. Oh, we're hell about, you were talking about uh, so we'll talk about tapas and Barcelona in a few because the best tapas I oh, had right were in on. Barcelona. But in Valencia, oh, wow. they they invented paella. Okay, but it's oh. not what you think. It's not what you think. Seafood paella is a modern thing. Regional paella oh. has chicken, rabbit, and sometimes snails. Wow. Oh. So that's the first I had thing I no learned. idea. So we Did you have went, it with snails? Yeah, okay. So our apartment was so adorable. We had this little <laughs> partissimo up a couple of floors that looked right down on the central Mercat in, in Valencia, yeah, right off the center. View was we amazing. Were, yeah, we had the most amazing view. Cute little courtyard and we were spitting distance from the government plaza where the big events were happening. Matter of fact, wow. uh, Muscleta, which is a daytime fireworks festival, as uh, display that happens, which it's the sound that matters and smoke and stuff. They literally had one outside my door. We had a muscleta. Uh-huh. So I got to see two mini muscletas both days, which was so exciting. It was awesome. so cool. So we had this amazing freaking location. So we went down to the Central Morcat because we didn't have a lot of time. They were closing. They weren't going to open for most of the festival. And I understood why after, after the festival started. I was like, okay, I get it. Uh, but we got a one seafood paella and one original paella. I did not get it with the snails, but I did get it with uh, the rabbit and chicken. Um, and, nice. here's, and actually, it's funny. I like the rice better in the rabbit paella, but I like the seafood more. Like, I would if I could find a way to switch mm-hmm. it, I, it would actually oh, yeah. be the perfect paella. Uh, uh, rabbit's a little gamey. I've had rabbit before. I'm not a huge fan of rabbit, but it was good enough, and I would eat it again. If someone offered it to me, I would eat it. And with the snails, yeah. I'd probably eat it. I was a little bummed. I would have eaten it with the snails. Just for the record, I would have eaten it with the snails. But we got that. We got a big bag of what's called a fartoon, uh, which are kind of like these, they're very specific to Valencia. They're kind of like donuts, but they're long and thin like churros, but they're powdered sugar and puffy. And they're very, very tasty. Yum. And we got a big bag of those. Right and we took those upstairs. Uh, and so we had, we, we put a bunch of food in the fridge, <laughs> you know, from the central Mercat. <laughs> I had my first real horchata, which is not what you <gasps> think it is. Oh, Horchata is, is made it? with almonds. Um, in yeah. Valencia, and it's really it's different. It's a little chalky, but here. it's very. You no, know, no, it's made with rice here. At least what I've I've never had that, rice horchata. Really, I've only had almonds. Yeah. Really? Because maybe it's a West Coast I've, thing. Yeah. It, it might it might be a United States thing because everywhere I go is rice horchata, it, and it's wow. dirty. We call it dirty rice water. Is always been the joke. But both are good. This is different. <laughs> this is thicker. Yeah. Um, it's very tasty. Um, it's weird, but it's like one of those weirds that you kind of, once you drink it a few times, it's like, yeah, I could get into this. You know? Right. And I had that I had that while Lily was having gelateria. Um, the Evil Genius was leading every gelateria there was. Usually horchata was also so on the menu. That's what I was drinking when I was in Valencia. So um, food was definitely good and simple and yummy in Valencia. And the festival was off the friggin' chain. So a failure, a failure, 
a statue that is made of pa- uh, paper mache and wood, and one of them seemed to also be made of styrofoam. And Paul and I are hmm. questioning why we're like, okay, because we saw that them actually burning. <laughs> one of, yeah, we're like, only one of them I saw this happen to. At, so for the record, I didn't hmm. see the other ones, but there was one that was like, eh, it looks like they were cheating and using styrofoam. It's not something you should be burning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, but before that, there was a night time. They had a, a one in the morning fireworks display that we went to go see, which was crazy. It was really, really cool. Uh, and, and before that, there was like this beautiful parade of women in these ball gowns. They're all bringing flowers to this ginormous Aww. Virgin Mary in, this, in the center. Uh, and, wow. and all day, they're building that thing up. It's the one they don't, they don't burn that one. That one's just there. And then they, of course, any leftover flowers become these amazing arrangements, like these ginormous arrangements. And this thing started like at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and went through the night like like these wow. women just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. it was it was amazing like like didn't know there was that many people uh <laughs> second day uh and then the second day we had the fire festival of dance fe- the fire parade itself which is like the fire parade was the most cool was the coolest thing i have ever seen i have never been to a better parade this parade, I saw some fire dancers at the Barcelona and the Smithsonian the year before. Never seen anything like this. Like, all these people basically walking around dancing with ginormous, giant sparklers. Like, the biggest sparklers wow. you've ever seen. And they're, they're not just dancing around with them. They're shooting them at you. <laughs> and I'm okay. not exaggerating. They are shooting them at you. Now, they don't hurt. Uh, you know, they're, they're ginormous sparklers, right? Uh, but I did uh-huh. have my hood up, and so did Lily, because we were kind of worried about getting caught in fire. But they my also had anxiety would kill me. <laughs> it was so much fun though, because they would ha- each section had a big drumming core in front of it, and then the the guys with oh, nice. the devils with the fire just ha- coming behind them and just burning everything. Now your anxiety would not hand them the random explosions that are happening all through yeah. the night. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's half okay. sticks going off, there's fireworks going off, there's crackers going off. You can't really take a nap. Like, of course, my clock was all fucked up because of the time difference. Sure. But you can't really take a nap. And that was actually probably a good thing because I think I adjusted quicker because <laughs> I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and so, you know, it was – it. so, yeah, there's definitely a, a level of stress to it. But it really wasn't that bad because, you know, you turn a corner, it's just a bunch of kids playing with firework crackers in the corner. And nobody's really giving a shit. No one's like – going you shouldn't do that it's not safe like, fuck safe we're having fun right. <laughs> you know and nobody's getting hurt right it, it's just it, it, it's really really cool um the crema happens in the evening and it was you know late evening and and they start with the the, the nina cremas which are the small fires uh, which are the small ones which have like the kids design those, and when they when they burn them in front of the kids, the kids cry, and it's the most sad thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! Like like they're like they're like Aww. this happens every year. There's like there's no surprise or anything, but they're like crying and holding each other. Oh my god! It's burning. I'm like yeah, you just set it on fire. Uh, you know, so uh, you know you're gonna like, get that. I, 
I guess it's just what happens, you know. It, it, but you know, it was it was cute. The one that they were broadcasting live. I was also had it on the television. They had a live broadcast going on, and I don't know if you noticed on my Facebook page. I occasionally they were streaming sequences, and so I'd post those because they had better cameras than I could to get some of this <laughs> stuff right. Um, so go back yeah. and see. I've got, but it's August. 2019 Valencia is the page with all the videos of, of Fias, and I highly recommend it. And the Fias themselves are great. I mean, there was one completely Raven devoted to Broadway show tunes. The whole thing. Wow. And King and, and Cats and Elsa and it was all of them. Um, there was another one that were Angels of Death and Plague Doctors, Angels of Life and Plague Doctors of Death is what it translated to. And it was like flat, it was like a giant angel at the top and these plague doctors masky things like in the corner. Um there was a lot of political stuff that I didn't get. Um there was a lot of naked dictators. Uh, including uh, people, current people in the news that have, are that are very close to home. <clears throat> uh, uh, you know, uh, Hitler had an erection, which was interesting. All those got Did they give him their One of the ones I didn't get a photo of, and I'm really sad about, is that there was a whole thing devoted to horror films in the horror house. And it had It, and it had Freddy, and it had Jason, and I didn't get that one. And I've been regretting because I had to, I had to pay a, a, a euro to go in and get a good photo of it. They knew better, and I and I was with, and it was getting late, and I left, and I regret it ever since. So I turned a corner, and there was a full dragon. So it's not like I was really that bummed because the next one I did get a photo of. Uh, you know, it, it, it was just like all these. Thing we I mean we walked ten miles that day looking at these fires. Uh, it was it was incredible. Um, and then they burned them all the next day. <laughs> you know it was just like wow I'll have work. Uh, the one by us the closest ones to us that we could see where I posted was ones with cute little ghosts and and witches and that one was the one that had the styrofoam. Uh, there was also it was a it was the parade of lights in Venice. And if you look carefully, it was a woman with a fan and a, dan- a guy that's hitting on her. If you look carefully, it's a vampire, and she's got blood on her neck, too. Uh, it's very subtle, but it was there, and that one's brilliant. That one's right around the corner from us. And the one I could see from my window was looked like crash test dummies. And I got those photos. So, you know, you can see all this stuff on my Facebook page. Uh, I'll tell people at the end how to look these photos up without having to dig through my profile. It's really easy to do. Uh, to look them out, look at them all. Um, so, uh, so that was that was Valencia. Valencia was fantastic. I would recommend the city is beautiful. The festival is one of a kind. I like I said, there's nothing looks like it. Puts our fireworks to shame, and that's saying a lot because we're Americans. We know how to blow shit up really good, uh, you know, really well. <laughs> Not good, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. So, um, so we get back on a train. And we go up to Barcelona. No, once again, no problems. The, 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 it's kind of pretty in some spots because you're right on the water there. Uh, we get into Barcelona. We're on the Ramblas, and we get to our uh, our our place there. Uh, we are two blocks from the Ramblas, which is a very very busy street in Barcelona. Uh, it's a it's a pedestrian. It reminded me of Market Street in San Francisco if you've ever been there. Okay. A lot like yeah. that, or the or the Mission. You know, it was something like that. Right. Um, um, we were close to the Boqueria, which is the largest market in um, 
in Barcelona. It's a bit touristy, but it's kind of cool. We walked through there a couple of times. We ate tapas there once, um, and that was pretty good. Um, the 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 one of the most famous chocolate chains in the world called Chalk C C H O K. I ate there a couple of times while I was there. Is also was across the street from our apartment. Um, supposedly one of the best donuts in the world. <laughs> Probably top ten. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Wow. Um, they are really good donuts. Uh, they they are a chocolate restaurant. They they actually feature Kroger's and uh, t- uh, and and not and chocolate tarts with filling. And we got some bar- chocolate bars. We brought them home. Um, and not yeah. enough to share. I wish there was. I was yeah. trying to get enough to share, but you know what? I'm not sharing these. So you know, people can. This is my Spanish chocolate. It's all I got left. So, but um, that yeah, no, their donuts are really good, and we ate them. And and their coffee, of course, is good. Every coffee I had was good while I was there. Um, so tapas, Barcelona and tapas. Uh, we went to a couple of tapas bars. We went to one called Pinjos, which are actually a. It's like tapas, but it's on a crostini. So it's the only difference, and sometimes they're warm. That's the difference between those, right? So we went to that one. That was actually really good. Um, and we went to this place that was recommended on the Rambles. Paul, what is the name of the one off the Rambles? The one we went to the other night? What was the tapas bar name? Bodega Barit. That's right. Thank you, mm. my husband. who was walked in the room. Um, it was a squeeze-in, and it was a date place, yet we're dragging the, the evil genius with us. He's got to eat at the bar with us. Uh, but they didn't mind. It was actually a lot of fun. And you could, unlike a regular tapas bar where, like, you go in, you pick a piece, and you keep the toothpicks, right? That's actually how you do tapas in Barcelona. This place, you actually get a flat fee, and they they give you whatever they have available or whatever's fresh. Oh, wow. You know, and, and they give you three, yeah. They, they they base it on your needs and they tailor it and you get three courses and by course one and a half we were already full. Uh, you know, wow, we got, wow. eyes were too big for our stomachs. A lot of fun. Uh tapas are yummy. Um they they come in every kind of thing you would want. I ate so much Iberico ham that I'm probably am Iberico ham now. Um <laughs> with the exception of one Iberico Salmonell which is a type of steak they make there with mustard sauce, which was off the fucking chain. Um, that was the best thing I ate, yeah. probably um, meat-wise. But the, I ate a lot of ham. Uh, tomato bread, everyone's in the tomato bread. Uh, I have no... Wait, wait, wait. I have no, tomato it's bread? It's breakfast. Is tomato it bread. It's, it's, it's like tomato bread. It could be a baguette or a crostini or, a, a, or, or artisanal bread, depending on where you are. And it is just tomato. Basically, they just rub some tomato on it, put a little bit of olive oil, and then they sometimes put ham and cheese on it, too. Um, that is breakfast. Every, that's what you eat for breakfast. <laughs> that is what you eat for breakfast. But I'm serious. That is what you eat for breakfast in Barcelona. That's, that's I don't understand what you mean by like rubbing good. tomato on it. What do you mean? They rub okay. a tomato on it. They take a tomato <laughs> and they rub it on there. And they mush it. It just seems like that wouldn't do anything. <laughs> it does a little bit. Uh, so it's just enough. 
just enough. Rubber yeah, tomato you know. is a euphemism for something sexual, right? You're talking about an actual <laughs> tomato. I just, I want to be clear. I'm being literal. <laughs> it's, I'm being literal. I, this is, I'm talking about the food here. It is, is rubber okay. tomato on it. That, that is, that is the decision. That is, if, if all else fails in Barcelona, order something, to order the tomato bread because everybody okay, does it. Okay. Okay. Just remember that. Tomato bread is good. Okay, it goes even better with ham. No, I got it. Um, I ate a lot of bocadillos, <laughs> which are basically baguette, dry baguettes with arvirico ham and cheese, and they're good. Um, they're better on artisanal bread, but uh, I still like you can find them anywhere, and you're not going to starve if you can eat that. They do come in just cheese sometimes for the vegetarians, but it is not a vegetarian town. Um, they are don't eat vegetarian there really. There, what I ate maybe two salads the whole time I was there. You know, they're just not offered. You know, you can have the some. You know, you know, it's just what it is. You know, my my daughter was a little bit like, yeah, a lot of meat, but she found it and she ate it. She was happy. You know, you find something to eat. Um, Barcelona is a really interesting city. It is very fast. It's very intense. Um, the Sagrada Familia, I can't even, I don't even want to really go into how amazing that building is because it's not even going to, my pictures can't do it justice and they're already amazing photos. Um, and uh, it, it's just one of those things you got to do once in your life. It's like the Mona Lisa or going to see the Colosseo in Rome or the pyramids. It's just one of those places. Uh, you have to see it. Uh, and it, it's cool. Uh, cool is not even a word. Uh, but Gaudi has always been my favorite, one of my favorite architects. And so we did Sagrada Familia. We got the Parkway in, and we got two of his houses in, the La Pradera, which is also called the Casa Mila, and we got the Casa Buio, um, which is across the street, um, which is a different ha- different style. Um, one's more, looks like the rock, they call it the quarry. That's what Pet La Pradera means. The quarry, it looks kind of like the stone face, while the Buio was under it actually was being under renovations at the time. It's more mosaic and, and wood. So it's a little different. You know, they're very, the same artists, different styles. It's, it's kind of impressive. And uh, it, there's some issues uh, when it came to the queuing at the Casa Boyo. Let me tell you the story. Okay. They just started this renovation. And um, they, it was March 19th, so they just, it was the first week, so they don't have their shit together. And as you know, both of you know that queuing is very important, right? Especially tourists. Yeah, queuing is very important. Key. Yeah. Okay. Tour went great up to a point. Matter of fact, it had, I hated most of the audio guides that we had there. Some were provided, so I had uh-huh. them, I hated most of them. I didn't use them. Daughter likes them. That one was cool because it used augmented reality and showed you what the room looked like in, uh, with, with it was furnished, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> like you cool. could point it at things and it would show you. And there was even a model, and you could point it at the model, and it would you could watch the model, and you could even touch the touch screen and move things. I mean, holy shit, what a great idea for an audio guide, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the, the visual cope, the, the video cope was cool. But then we get to the roof. The roof is way famous because it's the dragon. It actually, there's a water tower up there that looks like a dragon. Um, and he's known for making dragons. There's one in the park away as well. Uh, and uh, so it's full of scaffolding because they're restoring it. Um, we get to the top and they look at Lily and they go, she can't go. She's under 18. There's this line, oh, you know, no. and I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, oh, can we bypass the line? 
no, you can't at this time. What? Okay. I really want to go up there, so I decide, okay, we'll stay in line. And then we have to sign a waiver for protection. You know, it's a scaffold. They're worried about things falling or whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> but they didn't know what they were doing. Like, six people would go up, and then you'd wait. And then two people, like, four people would leave, and then they would send <laughs> two. Okay. You know what's okay. going to happen. Next thing you know, the roof is completely covered with people waiting because they're not like going when you're when you got that kind of a space, you got to do in outs, two in, two out, two in, yeah. two out, right? Mm-hmm. You got to keep it yeah. even, or and you got to cut people in line to keep it going, right? So if two people, yeah. if six people went in, two people go out, the next group is four. You go to the next group of two, so the four next group of four can go together. That it's it's right. not that hard to do. I've been doing queuing all my life. Um, I actually think queuing is important. Uh, so, uh, so meanwhile, this queue, the, the two people are arguing in Catalan, which, by the way, it's harder to understand what they're saying in Catalan than Spanish. So I'm kind of glad because they were mad at each other, and they're both yelling at each other in their, you know, Catalan. Even and and the line's getting worse. Meanwhile, all these people show up with kids. Like oh he did, oh, no. and they were younger than Lily. <laughs> Lily's already pissed off and crying, and and the Aww. next thing you know, these little little kids are being separated from their parents, and they're crying. And Lily yeah. gets up and starts and starts giving chocolate to the other kids to make them feel better. And, oh yeah, so you know so she sweet. was it, yeah, it was nice and. <laughs> You know, and that, and so that was pretty rough, but we did ride, and, and uh, we, you know, we went up to the top of the t- uh, Montrevic that night to watch the sunset on the Telefric, which is this, like, cable car thing that goes to the top, kind of like a ski lift, but um, they use them as transportation in Spain, uh, especially around there because lots of valleys and stuff, so they're, you know, hills. So they have these things called funiculars that are basically inclines like you would see in Pittsburgh. They're all over the place. We rode one of those up to the top of the, um, yeah, exactly. We we rode one up to the top of Tibidibo, which is the amusement park they used in Victi Christi Garcilota. It's been there for a hundred years. That was awesome. We went up there and did like what's called the panoramic ticket, which is the oldest rides and the view. That's all I really cared about. It was great. Um, we go back. We go back down the hill thinking we're having enough time to go to the Picasso Museum that evening because it's open late. And Paul got pickpocketed and lost his wallet on the subway, which is a problem in Barcelona. And it, it basically ruined the rest of our afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. And so that kind of sucked, but it also gave us the full experience of Barcelona. And been and you know it was we just it was a transfer to a train. There was too many people. And I even saw the two girls who did it, which pissed me off. Now, when we went to Tibidibo, um, before the, all that unpleasantness happens, we actually did go to the par- uh, Labyrinth de Orta Park, which is not too far from the Tibidibo. And that was where Pan's Labyrinth and Perfume Story Murder was shot. So I got to go walk around the actual Pan's Labyrinth, and that was cool. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and, and it's really pretty there, and it's the oldest park in Barcelona. So it's a little bit isolated, and I really dug it. And that was probably what it came to, like, it was what, the highlight of our trip. The Casa Museum was uh-huh. good, but it was under renovation. The Jean Moreau Museum was good, but it's small. But um, there is an Art Hopper ticket um, if you want to do those museums. Uh, and the Catalan Art Museum, which, unfortunately, I did not get a chance to do. Um, you know, like I said, we had to end up dropping any extra museums in, in Barcelona because we lost the wallet, and we had to chop Maserat. So we didn't make it to the monastery on the hill, 
which was too bummed. We'll just do it another time. But we did, and here's the cool thing. After we went to Salvador Dali's house in Cadecas, which was most photos I shot were of that house. Highly recommend that. Um, and when we went to the museum in Figueres, on the way back to Barcelona before we flew home, we went to Girona, which was something we weren't expecting to do. Once again, sometimes you lose one thing and you end up doing something that ended up totally paying off. Girona is a medieval city with a monastery and a huge Gothic cathedral. And it's a great town to walk around with these little stone walkways everywhere with cars blowing through them. I'm like, oh, my God, how fast can you go through this town? <laughs> you know, because they know the town. We know. But it was a beautiful scenic town. Castle wall is intact on one side, so you can walk okay. the whole castle wall. Um, and, you know, you can tell, like, you're shooting bad guys or moors through the, through the thing. Because Charlemagne was – it was actually – when the Moors conquered, they asked Charlemagne for help. This was where Charlemagne was fighting the Moors, uh, supposedly. I didn't get all the history because it was late in the day, but that was what I could understand. The monastery was amazing and beautiful, as you can imagine. And so was the, the gothic, gothic, gothic cathedral in the center. Oh, my God. Was it the most gothic cathedral I've ever seen? If you wanted to go gothic cathedral, boom, that was the that is the standard. It was huge, huge. And, and I, I couldn't even get good photos of it. It was so big. Um, and mm. and here's here's the bonus. OK, you guys ready? This is the bonus. Ready. Game of Thrones was filmed there. And right on. Not just Game of Thrones, like some of the best scenes in Game of Thrones were filmed there. Um, it's, really it's, cool. it, it stood for Old City, it stood for Bravos, and it stood in particular for King's Landing. In particular, it was the, the Sept of the Seven. It actually is the location of what would have been the, um, the, the you know, where the, uh, the big church was in the middle of King's Landing, the one that, that Cersei eventually mm-hmm. destroys, right? So okay. my, we're, we're walking in, and I knew, and, and it was so funny because people were telling us all through this trip. They're like, "Ah, you're here on tour. Go to Girona. You heard of Game of Thrones?" And we're like, "Yes, of course we have. Everyone, <laughs> we got that from three or four different people on the trip. It was hysterical. That's Magic hilarious. Fountains, which was cool, by the way. Magic Fountains have been doing their thing for a hundred years as well, um, almost a hundred years, and it is actually surprisingly fun to watch the fountain do all this music." And they do science fiction and fantasy. They did fucking Blade Runner and Highlander. Listen to a thousand people sing, Who wants to live forever? It was awesome. But, <laughs> you know, uh, they did Barcelona. They opened with it. But going back to Girona, so uh, Paul goes, Hey, because he's not a Game of Thrones fan, but he knows kind of goes, Isn't that where the naked lady does the walk? And I'm like, What the fuck are you talking about? And then I realized, Shame. Shame. Oh my God, he's right. It's the Walk of Atonement. He was right. It was. It's. It was. We were walking up the hill to the monastery where Cersei came down the hill to go down the hill to up to the Red Keep. We were there, and 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 that was actually the Walk of Shame. And when you turn the corner, and you were at the um the 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 front of the cathedral, which by the way had 90 stairs to the top, like the most amazing staircase. That is the staircase where Jamie Lannister rides a horse up to save Margaret from doing the same walk of shame. Do you remember that? When Mar- yep. Marjorie, Marjorie Tyrell is being 
forced to walk the atonement to save her brother. And Lannister, my boy Jamie, rode the horse, actually rode a horse up those steps. And I walked those steps. I can't even, he must actually be a really good horse rider because I couldn't walk up those mm-hmm. steps. I almost fell down those steps twice. <laughs> they were that slick. Um, it, it was, but it was like, ended up being like, and we had tapas that night, by the way. Um, Aaron to close out the night and you know it, it ended up being like a nice little after having that unpleasantness in Barcelona almost ruined that part of the trip there was a time we weren't even sure we were going to be able to rent the car for a little while because everything was under Paul's name and his car his oh, was one that got popped but it ended up working out and and I'm so glad because the Salvador Dali stuff was a dream come true uh, absolute dream come true uh, and I, 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 I mean I was walking through museum kind of in a state of shock because I was there I've been I've been looking at that museum all my life in books on tv every in my dreams you know and there I was and 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 Salvador Dali is still my favorite artist and oh my god so if you want to see these photos it's really easy to do don't go digging through a profile because that's a pain in the ass Click on the photos button on my profile and you'll see photos by lids photos of lids click on photos by lids and the entire set should come up right there. There might be a couple mixed here and there, but all of them will be there. Uh, and you can just scroll through and it'll be in reverse order. So remember, it's, it'll be re- chronologically backwards to what I did. Fias will be at the end. But it is absolutely like an adventure. It wasn't always easy. Paul and I fought a lot. <laughs> um, the Rombless is noisy as hell. I mean, really, really noisy. Like, even at 2 yeah. in the morning, you hear people like, there were fireworks in Valencia, and it was noisier in Rambas, in, in Rambla, in, in, in Barcelona. <laughs> That's how noisy it was. Wow. Um, yeah, it was. And, you know, we got pocket, pickpocketed, but, you know, but the city itself is really cool. There was a lot of things to do and see, uh, and I would say do it once for sure, but don't leave out northern Catalonia. Uh, it's absolutely most that that part of the trip was just off the chain uh and valencia is one of those cities that yeah go to fias i I, you'll never do anything like it ever again so i'm gonna stop now because i'm eating into aaron kogan's time but you still got 20 full minutes sir you think you can handle your your recaps and everything in that time i think i can handle a 20 minute recap yeah all right Any, any final questions the, uh, or anything yeah. you would like me to uh, You posted deploy. a pic of a wall with Cthulhu on it. What was up with that? Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Okay. So the first morning in Barcelona, I decided to go for a walk and find Satan's Coffee Corner, which is, was recommended on the show by Nina Oswego yes. uh, during uh, Sound of Thunder, which, by the way, I just played her song, and I also wanted to mention that she her one of her songs was played on Riverdale last night, like Sound of Thunder, the oh, metal band. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yay. Yeah. So Thanks if you watch her. Riverdale, and there's a scene where Jughead goes into a comic book store and does some ass whooping. That's the song they're playing. <laughs> so congratulations, okay. Nina, and a sound of thunder for that. I actually sang their song to them on top of the Tiba Debo on a video for that. Because Nina was my biggest fan. Didn't get Razor Clams in, though. Um, but yeah, that was yeah. what that was. Um, and I was sitting there, and I tagged and checked in at the at Satan's Coffee Court after I found it. But it said, oh, Cthulhu. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess Cthulhu likes the coffee here, too. <laughs> so that was, that was what that was. That was a shout-out to Nina okay. and A Sound of Thunder. So, 
rock. Anything else? Anyway, no, I will talk about this thing forever. Um, yeah, no, I, I, there, you have the photos. They, honestly, the photos are better than anything I could say. I took some really good photos. There's also some by the evil genius and myself and my husband in there. But a lot of those are me. Uh, and uh, I made sure that they all got posted because I lost my England trip with a great um, breaking of the hard drive, backup hard drive last year. So, oh. uh, you know, I, I didn't want the same thing to happen to the the trip to Spain. So. I'm going to take a breather. <laughs> and uh, So, Aaron, after all these wonderful things we've talked about, Horror Hound Cincinnati and my trip to Spain, I in- hope it's inspiring you to do great things. So what is coming your way, sir? A uh, whole bunch. Uh, first off, should I go over the uh, Brendan Small Galacticon thing, or should we yes, save that for, for next week? All right. No, no, no. Do it, so just do it now. Just do it quickly. Up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a quick wrap up. Uh, my favorite hamburger joint in the world is Grill 'em All. Uh, they won the very first food truck challenge, and now they have a brick and mortar in Alhambra. The restaurant and the food names are heavy metal themed. Uh, my two favorite burgers are the D. Snyder, and um, gosh, what's the other one that I love with the uh, roasted fennel gravy and the uh, Molly Hatchet, the Molly Hatchet. But um, they did an event for Galacticon, Brendan Small's Galacticon. Brendan Small, you will remember, uh, is the genius behind home movies and Metal Apocalypse and a whole bunch more. Galacticon has apparently been around for a year, and I've just been missing out on it. Um, in, In addition to all the other wonderfulness that is Galacticon, which I'll talk about, um, Eric Powell who uh, wrote and drew The Goon, uh, did some of the artwork mm. for uh, Brendan Small's albums uh, and then his comic book and then some pre-production art. And uh, The Goon is back, uh, celebrating its uh, 25th anniversary, I think it is. Um, Eric Howells had sort of a retirement from The Goon for four years, but he's brought it back, and it's just as good as ever. If you haven't picked up uh, the comic book The Goon, do it. It's unlike anything else out there. Multiple uh, Eisner Award winner with good reason. Uh, So I was just lucky enough to get to talk with Eric Powell, Brendan Small, and uh, Jonah from MST3K, Jonah Ray. Uh, Yay, and, and have really long conversations and just I could go on for a long ass time but to distill everything as quickly as possible galacticon.com spelled g-a-l-a-k-t-i-k-o-n.com will give you all the information on this new project it's a little heavy metal like Death Clock the uh, fictional band in Metalocalypse uh, if you know Brendan Small did most everything involved with the music for that show. It's a little more prog rock and it's the prog rock side of this. That's really fascinating because it's a concept album and he's got concept videos, which he refers refers to as proof of purchase. And he's made these with a, a real eye on the aesthetic of like Roger Corman's eighties sci-fi films. And he's done it almost 99% with practical effects. He was talking to me about huge-ass ink tanks 
that he's doing these things with. And just, I can't recommend enough. Go give it a look. Mm-hmm. Um, spoke with Jonah Ray, told him I was really looking forward uh, to next week, which is now this week's, um, a spooky speakeasy, which uh, got to give you a little information on that too. If you're in the Los Angeles area tomorrow night, uh, this thing called, he said quickly looking it up, the Rated R, a horror speakeasy. If you find them online, like them, sign up for them, and they will send you the directions to their secret location in Glendale, where tomorrow, uh-huh. oh, I'm sorry, yeah, tomorrow night, Friday night, tomorrow night, Friday night, they are going to uh, showcase live um, the, the the first episode of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. So, oh, nice. and, oh, and cool. DJ Jonah Ray is going to be spinning the tunes. You know, I, I talked mm-hmm. to him about what he was going to uh, spin, and I recommended maybe pulling some tracks from Mandy. Uh, they're going to have themed cocktails with aerial bartenders, which, as I understand oh it, are people on trapezes serving you drink and big, plush, comfy chairs. And okay, if WonderCon wasn't tomorrow, and it wasn't maybe possibly the last Legion panel I'll ever get to see, I would so fucking be there, because it sounds like a blast yeah. and a half. But unfortunately, or fortunately, I've got yeah, WonderCon, can... which brings us to WonderCon, WonderCon. which is and, um, San Diego Com Light, or actually this is like the push-ups or the foreplay before it yeah. SCC 50 this year. So You absolutely can say that, and for years it's been known as the little brother or the little sister of San Diego Comic Con, but it's, it's kind of coming in into its own right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Let's I see, was This re- year we're talking about 950 exhibitors almost. We're talking about 300-plus wow. hours of programming. We're talking comics, movies, TV shows, uh, presentations and booths, 20th Century Fox, Amazon, DC, DreamWorks Animation, FX, Geek & Sundry, Marvel, Nerdist, Warner Brothers Television, and Warner Brothers Theatrical. <gasps> so, yeah, you get the um, idea. And then... Um, this is going to be our first WonderCon uh, without John Rogers and our first WonderCon without Stan Lee. So we're mm-hmm. going to take a moment. We're going to talk about that at con this year. John Rogers, uh, president, CEO, and COO of WonderCon and uh, Comic-Con at various times. And just a huge part, of, and he'll be hugely missed. Stan Lee, of mm-hmm. course. God, where do you even start? I mean, along with Jack King Kirby, um, just yeah. fucking the, the fathers of modern American comic books, right? I yeah. mean, they're, uh, they're I, responsible I for say, the Silver Age. I want to interject for a moment and, and mention something that I have not talked about on the show tonight, and there's kind of a reason. Uh, two of my heroes died while I was in Spain, um, and I mm. just honestly didn't want to bring it up on this episode because it would dominate it, and it would be a John Carl Bucher, um, and mm-hmm. uh, of, cor- mm-hmm. of course, uh, everyone knows that uh, <laughs> Larry Cohen died uh, also, yeah. and and um, both of those guys are B-movie icons. Uh, you might not know Bucher's right. name, but if you watched any Charlie Band movie, any of them, yeah. um, he was in that. He also was the animator supervisor for... Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, which if you don't like the film, mm. you can't say anything about the special effects. 
they were great. Um, right. You know, and um, he did Dolls, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, I love Dolls. Um, yeah, um, you know, his, his he had a massive, massive thing. And what I was going to do at some point, I was thinking of maybe doing an hour show about him and Larry Cohen um, in the oh, near good. future, uh, where we could just talk right about that. Because I honestly, uh, I mean, th- these two people were so important to B movies and horror movies as we know it. And and mm. and I've talked about Larry Cohen. Um, I reviewed his movie on another show a while back. So um, you know his documentary. So mm. I won't put those aside. But I do want to say that you know I I do want to acknowledge that we yes we know. We should be acknowledging their passing, and we will. But yeah. I'm going to save it because yeah. we had so much to talk about on this one. So anyway, I digress. Keep going, Aaron, because you got sure. a few more minutes still. Uh, well, I was going to say uh, someone wrote that WonderCon doesn't have that same campus feel as San Diego Comic-Con does. And I, I like that analogy, but like Comic-Con, uh, WonderCon – has a little something for everybody. Uh, as far as the panels go, uh, things that jumped out at me, uh, Chase Masterson, who everyone knows as uh, Deep Space Nine's favorite Dabo girl, has a podcast and uh, goes over everything Discovery. Uh, she's going to do that live on Friday. Um, Dark Phoenix has its first official panel. And, That's right. Uh, it's a little hard to tell who's going to be where and what. So, you know, members of the cast and filmmakers are going to be there. Your guess is as good as mine. Who, um, I do have one. I would, things. I would like you, I, I didn't mean to interject there, but I do want to no, have one possible request if you can get into it, if it doesn't conflict. I remember when I went to San Diego on a whim, I went to the discovery of witches panel based on the plot and who was the cast. Natalie and, and I were just talking about that panel. And now that they, now that the show has done well, and very well, it's blown up mm-hmm. actually. And now we have its second panel since then. It'd be interesting for you to go to that one. Now that the show's hit and people actually know it. Yeah. Uh, we were actually talking about that. We might actually do that. Cool. Um, the other thing I was going to mention um, this year, getting to signings has been a little different. They did keep the lottery system that they had last time where you go online and you sign up for what you want and then you get an email saying yay or nay instead of standing in line as we've done previous years uh, the little wrinkle this year was you got credits to spend on what you wanted the most and uh, like most years uh, most everyone I know didn't get anything this year I, I lucked out and I got one thing I'm going to the Warner Brothers panel uh so or yeah. signing and again that's cool. who knows who's yeah. gonna be signing there not me <laughs> i don't even me. know where it so is yet because it's yeah. to be announced Whee! so that's a but little that's weird fun. i know it, it mm, seems like a little when you're trying to get to panels and see everything you know yeah you need to know where you're gonna be yeah yeah that's but true. you know it's, it's a little wrinkle and maybe they'll get it figured out eventually um, yeah. There's panels for Star Trek a Discovery in the writer's room As well as um, oh, The comedy thing That's uh, Big Bang and That's their last year this year right. um, Lots of 
uh, comic book artists lots of Batman this year because we are celebrating the 80th year of Batman. According uh-huh. to the Library of Congress, <clears throat> uh, they have uh, Batman's uh, birthday pegged, and this is the I'm, year. I'm going so on a tour of the Library of Congress next week, by the way. Nice. Right on. Yeah. Well, among anyway, the other panels, um, there's uh, DC celebrates 80 years of Batman. That's tomorrow at 3:30. Uh, everyone in attendance apparently is going to get a slice of bat cake. So yeah. I, I might have to go just for that. Bat cake. I'm all right? about bat cake. Bat cake. I'm so glad we're on the same page because that's the exact same yeah. thing I sang as soon as I read Everybody bat cake. Everybody did. Um, Everybody did. You know they did. And Everyone, you, know, uh, you know the whole audience will do that too. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, this yeah. is the 70th anniversary of Beanie and Cecil. And wow. um, Bob Clampett's kids, Ruth Clampett and Robert Clampett Jr., are going to be doing a panel, which I would really be interested in. I, I, I seriously yeah. hope I can get to that one. Uh, it's the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future 2, and that's got a panel. Um, it's the 10th anniversary of the film uh, Watchmen, and people are all about that. But as I mentioned, uh, tomorrow night at 6 p.m., do not get in my way as I'm headed to <laughs> FX's Legion screening and Q&A. Uh, still, it is the best fucking thing on TV. I would like to tell everyone who's just creaming their jeans over the Umbrella Academy, yes, yes, yes. But the really good one is Legion. Y'all are missing out. Oh, but the sophisticated people are watching American Gods, just so you know. Well, no, no, no. American Gods is good, but I don't think it directly compares with Legion. Whereas, on the other hand, Umbrella yeah. Academy is what you know what you would like to be Legion. You know, and it's yeah. just yeah, it's good, it's fun, but come on, man. I still I'm going to be teaching Umbrella Academy, so I haven't seen it yet. It's, it's fun. It's fun. I'm not going to take it's anything fun, away from yeah. it. However, they are going to be teaching the art direction from Legion for ten years ongoing. I promise you. Um, there's always at Comic-Con and now at WonderCon, uh, lawyers doing their silly panels, you know, uh, would Batman get into trouble? Uh, would Superman be cleared for flight and blah, 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 silly things like that, right? Uh, this year they actually have one that kind of looks like fun. Uh, and, and the kicker to all these is they actually have a real judge, uh, you know, a, a guy who normally would be in court seeing things, a U.S. federal magistrate and real attorneys arguing these things. This time I'm interested as Imperial stormtroopers bring lawsuits over their defective body armor. (laughs) They they do stuff like that at Awesome Con. They have, because there's so many lawyers in in D.C., they do that occasionally mock trials with actual (laughs) attorneys and stuff. It sounds like fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I, I don't blame them because, yeah, they're, they, they're boys and shitty. <laughs> blasters. Blasters are basic, and they can't even take a blaster blast. I mean, it's no, no, ridiculous. No, 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 no. Let's not even get into blasters. Let's get into rocks and sticks and fucking Ewoks, yo. <laughs> Ewoks. Oh, you can't take an Ewok. You don't have Ewoks. armor. <laughs> Fuck Ewoks. Yeah, so, Ewoks um... creep me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they're getting their own show. You heard that, right? Disney is going to yeah. have an Ewok show yes. on Disney Plus. God yeah. Help us. D- Disney Plus still has not 
they have still not said the one thing that will make me buy their service. They haven't done it yet. I don't know what it will be. They've tempted me. Oh, they're tempting. No, no, I'll be Tom there. Hiddleston with his own show. You know, yeah, the entire catalog. You know, there there is there is stuff there that is like tasty. Uh, the Mandalorian show, yo. The Mandalorians. Come on. But they still haven't got me. They and you know who's doing the voice of IG eighty eight, right? Yeah. Oh they yeah, who is it? I I, I my boy, right? Your New Zealand buddy who directed What We Do in the Shadows. That's right. That's, that's right. I knew that. I knew he's, that. He's the voice of IG-88 on Mandalorians. I know. Yeah. I, trust me. I told so, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally in with that beverage. Very tasty beverage. <laughs> but, you know, we're just not um, quite there. Okay. It, okay. Well, Saturday morning. I'm not Shutter. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But a la carte's the way to go. Um, we just yeah. cut the uh, cable this week, actually. Dish bye bye, and now we're doing Shutter, and we're doing Hulu, and we're doing Netflix, and we couldn't be happier. Um, yeah. That's I all you really need, AMC. and there's plenty of free shit. So, oh yeah, um, I totally. Can, yeah. Plus, we got a Fire Stick. Um, AMC. I was going to say uh, Saturday morning doing a panel, eleven fifteen for their new show, Nosferatu. That's N O S. Oh yeah. That's kind totally, of interesting because totally I'm a good. big Zachary Quinto fan. Well, yeah. it's based on a really good property, too. Like, the source material is good. Well, I'm a fan of Joe Hill as well. And he's yeah, going to be too. there, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the, yeah. the, the, the cast of the, the new show. Um, that Natalie, actually is a panel that would be worth doing. Yeah, I think so, too. Cool. I told Natalie about it, and she was all, well, it sounds like they took Happy... And they took this and they took that. And I said, well, yeah, but it was done before, so we'll see. Maybe I can drag her to that yeah. or not. We'll oh, yeah, see. Happy 2 just dropped. The season yes. for Happy just dropped. Oh, oh. So that's so another happy. geek property I mean, they just dropped. There's so much good shit to watch right now. I yep. know. You ain't kidding. You haven't. <laughs> uh, bless you. And we got uh, more Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming. I already told you about the Big Bang Theory writer's mm-hmm. room. Uh, oh, reimagining the Twilight Zone for the modern audience. Ooh. Again, we don't know who's going to be there. But, I know who's um, not going to be there. <laughs> who? Jordan Peele lives in Newport Beach. Beach. <laughs> no fucking reason why he can't motor over. Dude, Jordan Peele, he's not beyond showing up to this thing. Absolutely not. Um, I, I, no I, if yeah. he, I would not be surprised if he showed up. So, uh, I think you know. it would be awesome if he did. I mean, yeah, I would hold my breath, um, sure you will. but at the same time, it wouldn't be without the realm of possibility. I just feel like he's too busy. <laughs> but uh, maybe. No, he's not busy right now. His film is out. He's he's good. Yeah, I mean, he he can live. Yeah. He's he's um, away. We'll I guess we'll see. We're also going to have, have to world know, premieres man. of uh, things. Um, there's a new. A DC movie, I want to say Doom Patrol, but I'm not 100% on that one. Um, there's a new movie about J.R.R. Tolkien. And yes, that's the, gonna have, the, the, the biopic. Yeah, if you it's show true, up at uh, one of the booths first thing Friday, 250 tickets, good for uh, two people. So, you know, it's more Tickets and there are seats. Get there early if you're going. I yeah. guess if you belong to DC Universe, their subscription thing online, uh, you can get free tickets to go see Shazam before that's released nice. next week or the week after. 
Um, Saturday evening, though, I know exactly where we're going to be uh, because there's no bigger fan of the Alien franchise than my wife. And uh, Alien 40th Anniversary Shorts premieres are showing, uh, again, Uh, world premiere, two of the shorts, Ore and Specimen. Uh, They made a big note to to let everyone know that they're written and directed by women and that they pay Hmm. homage to one of the most badass, kick-ass, uh, women in science fiction, fantasy, horror, Lieutenant Alan Ripley. Yeah. So that'll be kind of Amen. fun. And, and, and also, then, uh, uh, she if you want to go all geek girl, the, the new series has their panel too. Uh, oh, so right you on. can't leave them out. I uh, love you the already mentioned series. AMC and BBC America's A Discovery of Witches. That is Sunday, yep. 1030 a.m. So get up early for that. Um there's something else Sunday. Oh, God, I can't believe I almost forgot this. I have never in my life missed an Archer panel. I have gone to them all. I've even <laughs> gone to Archer on a boat. And 2 yeah. o'clock p.m. Sunday, again, do not get in my fucking way as <laughs> Archer 1999 has an advanced screening and Q&A. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's fun because yeah. we went to the panel in San Diego, and it was uh, the end of a very long, awesome animation day. Um, so that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, so thank you, Aaron. We do have to go, um, but unfortunately, uh, I'm gonna put off my review of Green Book. Maybe I'll do it for the for Repo Nerds on the second. Um, I, I actually don't really have that many bad things to say about it. Uh, my friend called Jeremy the critic. Read his review. It pretty much feels how I do. But one thing is, is I watched it with my daughter. And that is something oh. I couldn't do with Black Klansmen. So there's that. Um, <laughs> you mm. know, so, so you know, um, so I'll talk about it more because I, I really do think it deserves a little bit of attention. But we'll put that off for another show. In the meantime, thank you, Raven, for sticking it with us for this episode. Thanks for having me. And and go and thank you, Aaron, for coming on and talking about WonderCon and and, and uh, Galacticon, and of course, save Steve for the Cincinnati Whorehound and Aaron Marie as always. Uh, so guys, we'll be we'll see you again soon, and it'll be a couple weeks for the next sexy witches. Uh, <laughs> lots coming up. We have a Western show based on Deadwood coming up. Uh, we have uh, what else? We have oh yeah, Madness Theme is right around the corner, a month away. Uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> is less than three weeks away. We're gonna have our fifth anniversary episode, Game of Thrones episode, um, and that Game will of be, Thrones uh, makeup is premiering at WonderCon. Yeah, that's Thanks. right. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And of course, so Aaron, I'll see you in a week on Tuesday, and you can give us a recap of Awesome Con. Hopefully, you don't have crud. And Raven, we'll see you in three weeks. All right. Sounds good. Cool. All right. So tonight we're going to leave because even though you're going to WonderCon, all all day I've been singing this to myself because WonderCon is Wonderbar. Good night, everyone. <laughs> I could have sworn it was right after we closed on the road in that flop revival of the Prince of Potsdam. Yes, I was understudying the lead. No, dear. We were both in the chorus. Oh, there was a waltz in it, remember? Something about a bar. Um, Madame, you are ravishing tonight. You have made me the happiest of men. Oh, your highness. Wunderbar. 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 There's our favorite star of all.
Radio.